Welcome to the Brunch Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Tashi Forbister, a lifestyle blogger, podcaster, and avid bruncher. I'm here to bring you the best brunch-worthy deets on all things health and wellness, what's hot and trending, and how to kill it as an entrepreneur in the digital age. So grab a mimosa and let's get into it. All right, well, welcome to the first episode of the Brunch Banter podcast. Today, I want to talk about a few things with you guys, including some branding exercises, a personal fitness tip, and a little discussion about a certain music video that has gone viral. But first, I have to use this episode as my opportunity here to talk about the Brunch Banter, the reasons why I chose the name, and really just explain what my intended purpose of it is, and what you can really expect from this podcast and from the blog. So... I'll start with the naming of the blog. So I had a different blog before the brunch banter and I changed its name constantly. At one point it was just even my name, but it was with my second name. So it was TashiAlexandra.com. But I knew I wanted my blog to be more than just a blog and more than just about me. So I started to brainstorm really just words I liked that I thought were pretty, literally any words. And I use the thesaurus a lot for this too, so that could help you as well. And I ended up with this huge list of words, and of course, brunch made the list because it's kind of like my only form of socializing throughout the week, so (laughs) um, of course I had to include that. And I love when names of things have alliteration in them. Um, Alliteration is basically just the repeated use of the same letter or sound used closely together. So brunch, banter, that B sound. Um, really worked for me. Um, So I played with my words and made different combinations until I landed on the brunch banter. And it just felt right. And I knew I could do a lot with that name. So that's really how the brunch banter, uh, the brunch banter was born. Um, However, it wasn't until long after I had even launched the blog, after I'd created the logo and everything like that, um, that I really was able to narrow down my niche and what I wanted to do with the brunch banter. Um, Because when I started, I originally wanted to have a fashion and beauty blog, but those topics didn't really inspire me enough to want to create content consistently week after week on those things. So I really discovered what I wanted to create, which was more business. A little side story here to give you some context. I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, which is called The Tim Ferriss Show for anyone interested in checking it out. Um, And Tim Ferriss said something that I'd heard before, but this time it really stuck out to me, probably because the timing of hearing it. He said, you are the average of the five people you associate with the most. You are the average of the five people you associate with the most. I really thought about this for a minute and I realized that I felt the most excited about the brunch banter after talking to my friends about it who were interested in what I was doing, interested in blogging and podcasting and all of that. I also was inspired when I would listen to a podcast by a creative who was in a similar field or had similar goals and aspirations and passions really in general. And I was especially inspired and fired up after talking to someone who themselves were starting a blog or starting a podcast or working on blogs, anything like that. So if I could find someone that 
when I whenever I would meet someone who was doing the same thing, like I would just get so excited about it and it would really motivate me. It would be so helpful to talk about the issues that they were running into and what that I were running into and how you were overcoming those. You just learn a lot from those people and it makes you really excited to work on what you're working on. But I personally knew a very small number of people who fit under those categories. And I think a lot of other people are kind of in the same boat. So what if you don't know any of these people that you want to associate with and become the average of, whether that's through asking for advice or just hearing their own stories? Personally, I like to talk about these things over brunch. (laughs) It's like a life coaching session for me or therapy or something. And I wanted to find more like-minded individuals to have these conversations with. But beyond that, I wanted to help bring other people, meaning all of you listening, into these conversations so that you could also get inspiration and learn from them, whether they're other creatives, entrepreneurs, or just passionate people in general that you would otherwise not know how to find or connect with very easily. I mean, personally for me, I live in a smaller city where kind of this industry isn't as big yet. And so it is harder to come across other bloggers or podcasters because that's not, you don't see a lot of that going on here. So I found it difficult and I'm sure there's lots of people not even just in a small city or a small town, but just because of circumstances, it's hard for you to find these people that are like-minded and that really can inspire you, that you can learn from. Like what Tim Ferriss said is really true. You are the average of the people that you associate with the most. And that's why they tell people who are learning a new sport to play with a team that is better than you because you're gonna learn faster. You're gonna learn just how to be a better player a lot more easily than you would with another team of all beginners or all people who are just learning. Um, But if you play on a team that's really good, like it forces you to kind of get up to their level. And I'm not saying here that myself or any guests that I'll have on my podcast are in any way better or on a higher level than anyone else. Um, But I'm saying we're in the same sport and we're all at different stages in the sport. So I think that we can all learn from each other's strengths and just from each other's experiences in general. So um, there's a long-winded explanation about the purpose of this podcast and my blog. Um, My blog will have a bit more lifestyle elements in it than the podcast, but the general idea is still the same. I want to connect like-minded people trying to grow and better themselves and really just design their lives, their lifestyles, their mindsets, their businesses, everything. So that's what this podcast you can really expect to find. I definitely want to do a lot of how-to and just hear the experiences of other people in creative industries, um, even wellness industries, um, just talk about their progress, what they've done, how they've gotten there, because I think it's really, really helpful to have some sort of context of what really goes into these careers that are coming up that were never available for people to do before, whether that's entrepreneurship in general or just everything so creative that people are making money on that they were never able to make money on before. Even, for example, people making money off of Twitch, um, Twitch streamers. So you would have never thought like 20 years ago that people would be getting paid a lot of money to play video games, but it's happened and there's a lot going on in the world and these are kind of new areas that are still uncharted territory. So it's really hard to navigate if this is something you want to enter. So I definitely want to find people that are doing these things that aren't so, I guess, charted territory and really learn from them and help you guys learn from them too. So 
that's what I want to do with this podcast. And that's what you could kind of call my brand. A lot of people think a brand is just a logo or a name, but it is so, so much more than that. Let me tell you. I learned this from the book, The Brand Gap, in part. I mean, I've listened to a ton of podcasts about branding as well, but um, I really kind of got it put into words very clear for me through this book, The Brand Gap, which I'll link in the show notes. And what it says is that a brand isn't what you say it is. It's what other people say it is. It's formed through a brand's story, its purpose, its personality, and its aesthetics. I mean, of course, the logo and the name definitely are part of the brand, but they aren't the brand. So that's when you're working on branding, whether it's for yourself or a blog, a company, whatever. You can't ask yourself what a brand is. You have to ask yourself what you want other people to say your brand is. This is really the first question you need to ask yourself. And branding isn't just a walk in the park like a lot of people think it is. For some people, it might come naturally, but for others like myself, it's something I have to really work on and think about in depth as I go along. So I wanted to give you guys a list of questions that you can ask yourself and exercises to do when you're branding. And yes, everyone should pay attention here, everyone, because even if you're not an entrepreneur or creative or whatever, you should still be building a personal brand because that's what people are going to be saying about you as a person. And it's important for everyone's careers in this day and age. I'll also post this list the blog in the form of a printable, I'm thinking. So you'll be able to find the link to that in the show notes as well once that post is up. So I'll try to get that up as close to the release of this episode as possible. So here are the questions and exercises for you guys to do. There's going to be five of them. So number one, if your brand were a person, who would they be? What do they look like? What do they wear? What do they watch on TV? Their hobbies, interests, personalities. Literally just describe as much about this, air quotes, person as you can. You can even draw them and just write down what this imaginary person's friends and associates would say about them. Number two. So this one is kind of similar. Ask yourself, if my brand was a place, what would that place be like or look like or sound like? What's the atmosphere, the decor? What kind of people would be hanging out there? Okay, so this is another good kind of visualization. So number three is mood boarding. Um, I'm sure everyone knows what mood boarding is, but um, when it comes to branding, this is super helpful for the visual side of things. I used a mood board to help Kelsey Vossen design the Brunch Banter logo, and that board included images, color palettes, and fonts that were kind of cohesive with my brand and what I wanted to put out there. So mood boarding is great for the visuals. So number four, I think, is one of the most important questions, and that is what do you want people to gain from your brand? So at the end of the day, any business or brand the whole point of it is to provide some sort of value to someone or provide, like, fix a need, something that's missing in the market. So what do you want people to gain from your brand? This is super important because if you're developing a personal brand too, think about what your skills and talents are. If you're branding a blog, think about what you want to teach people or help them with. And at the end of the day, it's not about you it's about your audience, so this is a very important question, just in my opinion. Okay, and number five, as I already mentioned, ask yourself what you want people to say about your brand when they tell other people about it. This is why having a clear niche is super helpful, because you don't want someone to say, 
oh, well, I don't really know how to explain it, but like it looks like this and I think they do this, but I'm not sure. Um, you have to make it very, very clear what you were trying to do, what you're trying to say, everything like that. So that's something that I'm working on currently is just making it very clear what I want to do and figuring out how to really simplify that so people can grasp it as fast as possible because that's super important. And yes, it's something I have to work on. It doesn't just come naturally to me, but anyways, these are the five things you can do to develop your brand, just five things that you can start doing. It's not everything to develop a brand, but they are helpful exercises in my opinions. And yes, it is an ongoing process. It's not just a one and done deal. Like you don't just do some branding and say, okay, my branding's done. This is my brand. It just doesn't work that way. So once you can answer all of these questions and complete the exercises, you can strategically work backwards to make your answers to the questions or the images on your mood boards a reality. So if you say, I want someone to think that my blog is super aesthetically pleasing, then what I would do is make images, make logos, make the colors, make everything very aesthetically pleasing so that they'll say that. If I want someone to say it's very helpful, like I learn a lot about business for my own personal business, then I'll have to put out content that is helpful to them and that gives them real value in teaching them business. So it's all about figuring out what you want the outcome to be and then working backwards to figure out how to get there because you got to know where you're going to get there. So moving on, I want to give a little fitness tip for you guys. So a while back, I asked in a Facebook group that I'm part of just for some advice on how to get back into a workout routine when you've really just not been going to the gym for a while. And once you fall out of a habit, it is a lot harder to get back into it. I mean, I was just so gung-ho about going to the gym every day. I was obsessed with a sauna and that's, <laughs> that sounds stupid, but I would love to go for a workout and just sit in the sauna afterwards. It was the best part of my day. And once I stopped doing it for a few weeks, which in my case was because of exams, and then I had my mic eyebrows microbladed so I couldn't sweat for a week. Um, now that all of that's done and I can go back to working out, I just can't get myself back to the gym. And this has happened before many, many times as it does. And a lot of the advice people would give is just, just do it. And in theory, yeah, you have to just do it. But at the same time, I need a little bit more help initially just getting back in there. And what I figured out works for me is to book a few sessions with a personal trainer. So I don't work out with a personal trainer every time I work out. But if I have really fallen off that um, bandwagon, if you will, of going to the gym every day, I will make an appointment to have a one hour session um, maybe once a week for two to four weeks and just go back to working out with a personal trainer. And here's why I think that this is a lot um, more effective than just telling yourself or putting on your calendar, I'm going to go to the gym this day at this time, because you can end up making a million and one excuses why not to. So for me, this really works because for one, now you have someone else's time involved. It's easy to say, oh, I don't want to go. I don't feel like it because that's just your time. Like no one else is affected by that. But if you have an appointment made with someone, you don't want to cancel on them. That's wasting their time. So if you know that by not showing up, you're going to be wasting someone else's time, it is a lot more motivation to go than if you would just be wasting your own time. So that's the kind of the biggest reason for me that working out with personal trainer helps me get back into a routine. 
Number two, when I haven't been working out for a while, I kind of forget my routine. Like once I get to the gym, I am just anxious because I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't feel like doing anything. So I kind of do a few of the things that are like that I used to do a lot, but I just do them kind of half half it, and I'm done for the day. And I feel like I got nothing out of my workout and that really doesn't make me want to come back again. I don't want to just go to the gym and be anxious trying to figure out what to do there. So when you're working out with a trainer, they will tell you everything that you're going to do. You're, I like to go through circuits and doing different sets and I learn a lot from them and I can write down what we've done. And then the next time I go to the gym by myself, I know exactly what I want to do. I know which machines I'm going to use, which exercises I'm going to use, and I don't have that anxiety about going. I know what I'm going there for. I can go in, get it done, and get out. And that's how I like my workouts. So that's another way it's super helpful. So another reason, just in general, that I love working out with a trainer is that it's really nice to have someone there observing your form as you work out. So even if there's something that you do all the time, like squats it's still a help to have someone there saying, okay, no, you need to adjust your foot this way or your knees are too far forward. No matter what level you're at, it's helpful to have someone there to kind of watch over you and make sure you're keeping your body in proper form because it's super easy to get injured working out. So that's just an important thing. And I like being able to learn the proper form of things. Okay, and the last reason that I think it's super helpful to work out with a trainer, especially if you're having a hard time getting back into working out, is that when you work out with a trainer, you want to really push yourself because it's not just yourself that you're going to fail in front of. It's another person that is taking their time, they're taking your money, and you have to really give it your all because you you just feel in the moment that that's what you have to do. There's someone there telling you, you got this, keep going, just push a little more, a few more sets. And that motivation is just super helpful for me at least. And I just feel like I get the so much out of an hour when I go to work out with someone else, whether it's a friend or a trainer. So um, trainers are especially helpful because they're not working out at the same time. They're just there. Oh, there's the phone. Sorry about that, guys. Um, they're just there to really coach you and help you keep going. So anyways, that is my kind of fitness tip of the week. Um, I'm going to text actually Shira, the girl that I work out with right now and make an appointment because I got to get back on that. It's another one of those times where I've been done for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to have to get back into it. I'm probably going to go tomorrow. So that'll be good. Anyways, you guys don't need to hear my whole life story, so let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on, shall we? Okay, so the last thing that I want to talk about today is the Childish Gambino video that just came out, and I was literally just discussing this over brunch this morning with a friend, so I really want to talk about it today because I am just so interested in this video. When it first came out, I was very taken aback, like, I mean, when I first saw it, I should say, Um, because it's very shocking. I mean, there's a lot of upsetting content in it um, with like the violence that is portrayed but so when you first see it it's a little bit oh my goodness what is going on right now but then when you really watch it again now that you know what's coming (laughs) there is so much to interpret and I mean it's just a work of art really if you watch this video the choreography the music the messages and symbolism there is a lot going on And to be honest with you guys, I've watched the video like 30 times. I'm not even exaggerating. 
I've watched it a lot, and I've watched a lot of the videos of people giving their interpretations of things. And so I just want to speak on that a little bit. So for one, I think it's great that this video seems to have opened up a huge conversation about some of the issues that are presented in it through the symbolism and imagery and the lyrics themselves, of course. And I think that's great. Anytime that happens, I love it because it's definitely things that people need to talk about. I mean, I'm from Canada, so it's not exactly my place to speak on the issues in America. However, as a Canadian, America is our direct neighbor. So we see everything that's going on. And I definitely feel very much close to America because we are physically close and just in general, we're close to the country. Um, I have family in America, so I definitely don't feel a huge disconnect between myself and America. So I will just mention that as I talk about this. And the issues that are there are very much concerning to me as well as a Canadian. So that's just, anyways, that's besides the point. So a lot of people are interpreting the events and kind of the general interpretation that people have been coming to is that we are so focused on entertainment or whatever we're filming on our phones that's going to go viral and everything that's happening in the background is just in the background. It's blurred out and we're focused on other things. We're just, we're too distracted from the actual problems that are going on. And I very much think that's the case for not just America, for a lot of countries. I think in today's day and age, people are very distracted and there are a lot of issues. I mean, the world has gone, has come so far on a lot of issues, but there's, there's years and years to go. Like, world peace isn't going to happen in my lifetime. It might never happen, but there's a lot of work to be done. So I love that there is this conversation about the fact that we need to stop, you know, just putting this in the background and just forgetting about things that happen as soon as they happen and treating guns better than we treat people getting killed by guns. All of these things that are kind of touched on in the video. Um, but what I thought was super interesting is I saw an interview with Donald Glover, uh, I don't know if I said his name right, but childish that's Childish Gambino's actual name. And it was an interview for promoting the new Star Wars movie that's coming out that he is in, which, by the way, so excited to see that. But there was an interview with him, and the interviewer said, I mean, this is a huge week for you. You have this movie coming out. You have your song that's gone viral. And he kind of asked him to give a bit of context into the video. And what was super interesting was that he said he didn't feel it was his place to give any context. Even though it was his video, he said, it's not my place to give that context because he said something along the lines of, it's like going to see the Star Wars movie. Um, everyone is going to take away from it what they need to. And I think this is very true. So I love that everyone's putting out their interpretations. And I think it's definitely helpful to look at what other people are saying to kind of have a starting point to start forming your own opinions about the symbolism in the video, the imagery, all of that. But at the end of the day, you need to take out of it what you need to take from it. And I think that's why it's such a cool video because it's true. Everyone will take what they need to from it. And it has stirred up a lot of conversation. So I just think that everyone should go and check out this video. I think it's amazing. Um, social issues aside, I think it's just a work of art. It's an amazing video. It's a great song. So go check that out and just keep in mind what he said and think about what you would take away from it because the issues, 
I think one of the biggest issues, of course, is the gun violence going on in the States, as well as racism. Um, there's there's no doubt about it. The video and the song has a lot to do with racism and with police violence and racism going on in the States right now. And I think it's a horrible, horrible issue that's going on. So um, I'm, I am glad that this video has sparked con- more conversations around that because these are all issues that need to be addressed. They can't just be put in the background as we are all just so distracted by what's going on. So that's just my two cents on the video. It's not exactly my place either to give my interpretations. And I mean, there's a ton of videos out there that you can watch um, that give their interpretations. And I think it's all very interesting stuff. So I am just very into the conversations that are going on. I'm trying to listen to all of them when I can and just really learn from them. So that is my little pop cultural reference of the week, if you will. So I guess that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the podcast. It's still really new to me, so please cut me some slack if it's a little bit rough around the edges. I'm definitely hoping to improve as time goes by with podcasting because I just think it's an amazing medium. And I also have another episode up, well, two episodes, and they are both an interview with Kelsey Vossen, who I mentioned earlier in this episode. She is the illustrator that designed my logo with me. Um, She did an amazing job with it, and she is just so talented. So I think you guys will really like that conversation. We talk about the design and illustration business and doing freelance work. We talk about her moving to New York City and working at Elle magazine. We cover a lot of topics, so I think it's just an amazing conversation. She had so much cool things to say, and I think you'll really like it. So check that one out too, and please subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating if I say us like I'm more than one person, (laughs) but give this podcast a rating if you like it after listening to a couple of episodes. That would be greatly appreciated. And yes, thank you again for listening. I don't know if I said thanks for watching earlier. But yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast and I will see you guys all next week. 